0: Section 25D, Warrior Ethos. 25.10, The Warrior Ethos. Building warrior leaders requires employing airmen who have the competencies and skills to understand the complexity of expeditionary operations in unilateral, joint, or coalition operations. Each airman should understand and be able to articulate the full potential and application of Air Force capabilities required to support the Air Force mission and meet national security objectives. As Airmen, we proudly serve in the most lethal Air Force the world has ever seen. We have inherited an Air Force forged through the ingenuity, courage, and strength of Airmen who preceded us. It is our duty to continue to provide the nation and the next generation of airmen, an equally dominant force. Doing so requires a full understanding of the profession of arms, the commitment made by taking an oath of office, and the acceptance of living according to the Air Force's core values. This understanding, commitment, and acceptance is the warrior ethos that builds the confidence and commitment necessary to shape professional airmen who are able to work as a team to accomplish the mission. The warrior ethos is demonstrated through expeditionary service in garrison, during combat, through humanitarian response and disaster relief operations, and by the lessons learned from those experiences. The warrior ethos is also developed and sustained over the course of a career through a continuum of learning, focused training and education, associated developmental experiences, and a wide variety of assignments. No less important is the strengthening of the warrior ethos through exhibiting pride in the Air Force uniform, physical conditioning, and understanding of the Air Force symbols, history, and culture. 25.11, Code of Ethics. As stated in AFI 1-1 Air Force Standards, As a member of the Air Force, the highest standards of conduct and integrity must be practiced, not only on the job, but also in relationships, in financial dealings, and in interaction with the civilian community. The code of ethics must be such that behavior and motives do not create even the appearance of impropriety. Personal values such as happiness or stability are almost always present but they must not take precedence over ethical values. Ethical values relate to what is right and wrong and thus take precedence over non-ethical values when making decisions. The key is to align ethical values with personal values and enhance the commitment we have made to the dedicated service of our nation. Our ethical code is prescribed in our core values, our oaths, the airman's creed, Air Force instructions, and the Uniform Code of Military Justice. When faced with decisions related to mission, personal life, or the interest of peers, the choice can always be made with consideration for our ethical code. Principles and Guidelines Embedded in our code of ethics and driven by our competence and character, are key guidelines that help clarify acceptable and unacceptable behavior. Principles and ethical guidelines can be used to help identify what right looks like and continue to fortify our Air Force culture. Title V CFR Part 2635 Standards of Ethical Conduct for Employees of the Executive Branch establishes the basic ethical principles and guidelines that must be followed by every government employee. A few examples of ethical expectations outlined in the regulation are provided here. Public service is a public trust, requiring employees to place loyalty to the constitution, the laws, and ethical principles above private gain. Employees shall not hold financial interests that conflict with the conscientious performance of duty. An employee shall not solicit or accept any gift or other item of monetary value from any person or entity seeking official action from, doing business with, or conducting activities regulated by the employee's agency or whose interests may be substantially affected by the performance, or non-performance of the employee's duties. Employees shall not knowingly make unauthorized commitments or promises of any kind purporting to bind the government. Employees shall act impartially and not give preferential treatment to any private organization or individual. Employees shall protect and conserve federal property and shall not use it for other than authorized activities. Employees shall satisfy, in good faith, their obligations as citizens, including all just financial obligations, especially federal, state, or local taxes that are imposed by law. Employees may generally not accept gifts from subordinates or employees that make less pay than themselves. Employees may not solicit a donation or a contribution from other personnel For a gift to a superior, make a donation for a gift to a superior official, or accept a gift from subordinate personnel, except for voluntary gifts or contributions of nominal value, not to exceed $10, on occasions of special personal significance, such as marriage or birth of a child, or occasions that terminate the superior subordinate relationship, such as retirement, permanent change of station, or assignment. 25.12 Ethical Dilemma An ethical dilemma is a situation where one is forced to choose between at least two alternatives. Three general causes or sources of ethical dilemmas are uncertainty, competing values, and potential harm. Uncertainty is the result of not having all the facts pertaining to a situation, not having enough experience for dealing with a situation, or not having a clearly established policy, procedure, or rules for deciding how to make an optimal decision. Competing values occur when our personal values conflict with those of our institution, subordinates, peers, or supervisors. However, the mark of a true professional is maintaining high professional standards despite conflicting values. Potential harm relates to the intentional and unintentional consequences caused by actions. Decisions and Actions Airmen should always think through second- and third-order effects of our actions. We must apply a sense of order to our priorities so we are able to overcome temptation to stray from our military norms and values. When contemplating what to do, Consider possible courses of action by listing to the best options and quality checking ideas to take the right path. When possible, take the decision process to the next level and put each course of action to the test. Dr. Robert M. Hicks, former Deputy Director of the Civil Air Patrol, Chaplain Services, identified three tests we can use to check the morality of our actions and decisions. The Network Test. The network test consists of asking yourself, How would this decision look if it was aired on the news? If your actions were broadcast on the evening news, would you be proud of your actions or ashamed of your actions? Would your actions bring credit to yourself and the Air Force, or would they discredit yourself or those we owe? If you find yourself leaning toward a negative response to these questions, then your decision doesn't pass the network test. The United States of America Test The United States of America Test focuses on asking yourself, is this decision good for the United States? Is this decision good for the U.S. Air Force? Is this decision good for my unit, us? Is this decision good for me? If you take this course of action, are you properly ordering your priorities? If you can't answer with a resounding yes, this might not be the best decision. The Divine Test The Divine Test deals with asking yourself, would I feel good about the decision when I give account for my life? When telling the story of your proud and honorable service to our country, would you include conversation about this decision? Would you feel guilt or loss of trust from this action? If you can't confidently provide a positive response, the course of action fails the divine test. 25.13 Honorable Characteristics Airmen share a history of valor, courage, and sacrifice. From the earliest days of air power to the heights of space, airmen have built an extraordinary heritage that forms the foundation for a boundless horizon. We are technology focused, we embrace change, and through transformation and innovation, we ensure a viable Air Force for the future. Always keep focus on demonstrating honorable service and commitment to the profession of arms. Through skills, knowledge, and experience developed in the Air Force, listen to your internal compass while fostering the same in your peers. Remind yourself and your peers of the reason you do what you do. Declare the importance of serving for a higher cause, adhering to established ethical codes, and embracing an Air Force culture steeped in honor and tradition. Rely on what you know is true and what is right. Be the airman who makes decisions and leads in a way you can be proud of. Airmen firmly grounded in the core values and ingrained with the warrior ethos react to combat stresses, operational deployment pressures, and daily home station demands with valor, courage, and sacrifice. While many acts of valor, courage, or sacrifice go unseen, they should be recognized, not only as part of Air Force culture, but also to illustrate that any airman may be called upon at any time to perform above and beyond in the profession of arms. Valor. Valor is the ability to face danger or hardship in a determined and resolute manner. Valor is commonly and rightly recognized as bravery, fearlessness, fortitude, gallantry, heart, and nerve. When acting with valor, One expresses the willingness to step outside the comfort zone to deal with unexpected situations. Such situations can happen almost anywhere. In addition to demonstrating valor on the battlefield, an airman can exhibit valor when presented with unusual circumstances in the daily routine of life. Consider the demonstration of valor in the following quotation from the Air Force Memorial in Washington, D.C. In the summer of 2005, Senior Airman Shea Dodson wanted to do more than his assigned administrative duties inside of Baghdad's green zone. The call was out for volunteers to provide security for ongoing convoys, so Airman Dodson raised his hand. After some intense just-in-time training, he was performing security detail for his first convoy. On this mission, Airman Dodson put that training to good use. When a suspected vehicle-borne suicide bomber raced toward the convoy, he fired 50 caliber rounds into the engine block no fewer than four times, disabling the vehicle. During the same mission, his unit became mired in traffic near a high-rise development. He noticed movement above and saw an Iraqi armed with an AK-47 creeping toward the edge of a balcony overlooking the convoy. Airman Dodson immediately engaged with indirect warning fire from his M-16 hitting the wall next to the suspected insurgent's head. The armed Iraqi dove for cover and never returned. When the convoy arrived at its final destination, a children's school, he continued with a complete security sweep of the perimeter houses to ensure it was clear. Airman Dodson remained on armed watch as his team handed out school supplies to the kids in the open courtyard. By two o'clock that same day, Airman Dodson was back at his desk, keeping track of critical data for the commanding general of the Multinational Security Transition Command, Iraq. It was all in a day's work for this dedicated airman. Courage. Courage is about the ability to face fear, danger, or adversity. Three types of courage are critical in the profession of arms personal, physical, and moral. Personal courage is about doing what's right, even when risking one's career. Physical courage is the ability to overcome fears of bodily harm to get the job done, or willingness to risk harm to yourself for someone else's sake in battle or the course of everyday life. Finally, moral courage is the ability to stand by the core values when moral courage may not be the popular thing to do. Integrity breeds courage when and where the behavior is most needed. More often than not, courage is manifested as an act of bravery on the battlefield when airmen face the challenges present in combat. Demonstration of courage. Consider the demonstration of courage in the following quotation from the Air Force Memorial in Washington, D.C. While on a special mission in Southwest Asia in 2005, Technical Sergeant Corey Cluley was loading cargo on his aircraft when he saw a Romanian C-130 experience a hard landing. Unbeknownst to the Romanian crew, the aircraft brakes caused a fire, causing Sergeant Cluley to spring into action. He instructed a fellow loadmaster to inform his aircraft commander of the situation and to ensure that someone contacted the control tower of the fire while he and a crew chief grabbed fire extinguishers and ran toward the burning aircraft. The Romanian C-130 fire intensified as it spread to the aircraft's fuselage and ruptured the hydraulic brake line. Despite the danger to himself, Sergeant Cluley got within a few feet of the flames and attempted to suppress the fire. His sense of urgency tripled when he realized the C-130 crew was still inside the aircraft and was unable to get out of the burning aircraft. He saw a member of the crew mouthing, please, please, and pointing to the troop exit door. Sergeant Cluley refocused his attention to that area and began suppressing the fire, enabling the crew to safely exit the aircraft. He continued to keep the fire under control until the fire department arrived. Sergeant Cluley credits the team effort that kept the incident from becoming a deadly event and never considered the risk to his own life as he worked to save a crew and aircraft that was not part of his responsibility, his service, or even his nation. He noted that saving the lives of people on board was more important than who owned the aircraft. Sacrifice Sacrifice involves a willingness to give your life, time, or comfort to meet others' needs. Personal sacrifice occurs on many levels, but is commonly evident in the heroic actions of airmen in combat. Day-to-day deployed garrison activities also present opportunities to put others' needs before individual wants. Demonstration of Sacrifice Consider the demonstrations of sacrifice as quoted in the words of those who have served before us. The following quote is from a letter written by Sergeant Carl Goldman to his parents. Sergeant Goldman was a U.S. Army Air Force's B-17 gunner who was killed in Western Europe during World War II. His parents had the quote inscribed at the American Cemetery and Memorial in Cambridge, England, in his honor. Am going on a raid this afternoon. There is a possibility I won't return. Do not worry about me, as everyone has to leave this earth one way or another, and this is the way I have selected. If, after this terrible war is over, the world emerges a saner place, Pogroms and persecutions halted, then I'm glad I gave my efforts with thousands of others for such a cause. Sergeant Carl Goldman, U.S. Army Air Forces, World War II. This next quote is from a letter written by Sergeant Arnold Rahi to his parents. Sergeant Rahi was in the U.S. Army Air Forces and was killed in France during World War II. As I prepare for this mission, I am a bit homesick. Mother and Dad, you are very close to me, and I long so to talk to you. America has asked much of our generation, but I'm glad to give her all I have because she has given me so much. Sergeant Arnold Rahe, U.S. Army Air Forces, World War II. Call to Duty Airmen are wingmen, leaders, and warriors with backgrounds and skills as diverse as our nation. When America's sons and daughters commit to service, the Air Force takes on the charge to develop them into airmen. The Air Force culture is one that embraces diversity and fiercely protects its foundational attributes. Over the next 30 years, the Air Force's ability to continue to adapt and respond faster than our potential adversaries will depend on the flexibility and adaptability of our current and next-generation airmen. We will recruit, develop, and retain exceptional airmen through strategies and programs designed to develop and care for our total force, strengthen the Air Force culture, and leverage development opportunities that employ creative concepts across the force. When faced with the call to duty, we must remember that we are airmen. As airmen, we understand the price that is paid for freedom and the sacrifices that come from willingly serving our country. We understand the meaning of belonging to the profession of arms. 25.14, The Airman's Creed. The Airman's Creed was presented to the Air Force in 2007 by General T. Michael Mosley, Chief of Staff of the U.S. Air Force. Mosley introduced the Creed as an aspect of one of his top priorities to reinvigorate the total force. The intent of the Creed was to enhance the building of a warrior ethos among airmen and establish a coherent bond between members of the U.S. Air Force. The Airman's Creed I am an American airman. I am a warrior. I have answered my nation's call. I am an American airman. My mission is to fly, fight, and win. I am faithful to a proud heritage, a tradition of honor, and a legacy of valor. I am an American airman, guardian of freedom and justice, my nation's sword and shield, its sentry and avenger. I defend my country with my life. I am an American airman, wingman, leader, warrior. I will never leave an airman behind. I will never falter. And I will not fail.